Welcome to Hachzik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. everybody. We're back with another Hachzik, day number 51, and we're in the middle of Parag Gimel, Mishnah Yod Gimel. This day over here is going to be a very interesting one. It's a lot to do with making a siyag. With Nidarm in particular, Vasesaneder. So we're going to see, a nether is making a vow. Now, there's a machlekas to Rambam and Ramban very famously, whether it's a good thing or not such a good thing to make vows. Rabbi Yaino over here is going to give us the, the positive and, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly as far as vows go. As far as nidarim goes, let's see. Nidarim siyogla prishu. This is page 166 if you're in the English. So making a vow, that's a siyog that makes a fence if somebody wants to be separated from things. Now, prishut, real prishut, that's amazing. That's a crazy high level. And you need a lot of steps. If you remember, when you and I learned um, the Haley Masils of Sharm together, we saw that prishut, it came a long way up the ladder of Rapinos Benyar. We had Zrizut and Zihirut and We had so much before we got to Prishut. Kedam Rinam, that we said that only until you get to Nikhiyot Mivialide Prishut in the latter of Pinchas Banyar. And what that means is, is that you separate yourself from the enjoyments of the world. And even things that are mutter to you, like Achila, Tashmash, all these Ta'avot, a person decides to hold himself back from, from covid from people thinking that he's great, from wealth, all these different things. If you remember, yesterday we were discussing how literally this, or maybe it was two days ago, that this mission is the one of having our intellect over our instinct, not being gufniestic of people, not going just with our guf or nefesh, but rather going with the higher level of ruach, the higher level of neshama, going with a higher level of a sophisticated intellect, and somebody who's pushed himself to this point doesn't want to ever feed his chaymer, his physicality, too much, and then end up being too close to it. Rather, so he wants to be mitrachek, rather, read that incorrectly, he wants to be mitrachek from the shashayach chaymer, so that he could be mitkarev to the nefesh yisoda. So, Nefesh, the word itself is very confusing. In more of a Kabbalistic sense, Nefesh is the lowest level of Nishama, and a lot of times that has to do with physical things. The Vilna Gain talks about it in his Pirish and Nagarata. Over here, he's using the word Nefesh as a positive thing, because Nefesh is the word used as the spiritual side of Guf as well. And that brings us closer to Avodah Taborat now. In the next few, he goes through, and this I'm just going to say outside, how by eating can a person be a pirish, somebody separated from the physicality? He only eats a little bit to live. He eats to live. He doesn't live to eat very famously. In order enough to be able to serve Hashem, he drinks just enough to get rid of his thirst, but not to ever get drunk. Relations, he only does that because it's a mitzvah. It's in order to provide his responsibility to his wife, but he doesn't have in mind to have too much hana or to have any hana really from this world on these things. And the other tale of this, the purpose of being somebody who is a pirish, a prishut, is that if he keeps his nefesh so far away from even things that are mutter, so then when his yitzhara comes and says, let's do something else, he's like, whoa, 
I'm even keeping away from other things. Certainly, I'm not going to get to those answer things that my Yetzirah is pointing to. So these are great things. But so we'll see that he'll end up going far away from these things. Great. Now, however, if he does get close, he brings it ends up pulling him too much towards physical things. And over here, the Rabbeinu Yaina points out, and we have to hear this and hear this well. If somebody gets too close to his physicality and he goes after his ta'avot and his hanoyas, even if he's not doing something else, sir, even if it's a mutter thing, and by a fundraiser they have so many different types of meats and so many different, and the music that they're playing, is it us or is it not? But the more you get into those things, it definitely does cause a distance between you and your spiritual intellect. And certainly it disconnects you from your purpose, from your reason, from your value system. And that itself is something that eventually, like we just said, that means that that eventually it'll overcome you and you'll become a very instinctive person going after your physicalities and not an intellectual person, and that is a problem. Okay, therefore, if somebody's going too much into this, like the so what a beautiful, very famous piece over here. What a person is meant to do is you make a nether for a few days, not for a while, a month. And you say to yourself, over the course of this next month, I'm holding back on certain foods or certain dreams. It's not for forever, but it's for enough for me to gain control. And it'll become my habit. Once I build a habit this way, this will become second nature to me. And by this being second nature, then I'll be able to get back into control my intellect over my instinct. Like Rav Pinchas says, Like, you know, at least do it for seven days if you can't be eating in Tahara all the time, at least that. And the idea over here is, is that a person is meant to keep within himself this ability to be in control. Meaning, he just told us the positive side of Nadir, the Rambam side of Nadir, which is that to go and a person to have, one second, I'm confusing Rambam and Rambam now. You know, I didn't look it up before, so I don't want to say who says who. Um, the Rambam, yep. I'm going to hold back on that. If you look at it afterwards, I apologize. But he's going on the side of positivity of Nadar. It's great. If you need it, if you need it, if you need it to get you in line because the physicality is too strong for you, so then by all means do that, but only for the amount that you need it. He tells us if you don't need it, it's better that you don't do Nadarm. Kedamri, like it says, what it's not enough that the 613 mitzvah, you need to make a 614. But if you see that 
your yates is pulling you way too much in that direction that eventually like rebecca Kiva told us you'll end up in a riot you'll end up in a bad place and then that's when the nether makes sense for you to do like he brings us the muscle of the doctor that if you need a light medication, it's light, but it's strong, and it's a strong. But the strong medication is only there, Kozma, that you need it. And then afterwards, you go off of that strong medication. Similarly, over here on this, it says, Nidarim is a siyug for precious. It doesn't say a shvua is a siyug for precious, because a shvua is literally just saying, I'm not going to eat that. That doesn't help. A nether is gaining control. A nether says that if I eat this amount, then other things will be answered to me. That's the practice in which a person making a nether will then eventually be able to gain control finally. Siyag l'chach mashtika and a siyag for wisdom is to remain silent. Ketzad. First, that you keep quiet enough to recognize the things that you don't know what you're talking about. You won't start talking about it. You'll end up learning a lot more from other people that way. People who remain quiet generally bring in a lot more information. And how does it make you more wisdom? Because you don't speak in front of somebody who's greater than you. You don't jump in with your question thinking that, oh, I have such a good question. No, no, no. You let them finish. I can tell you, being a Rebbe for long enough, it's just how many times? Just let me finish the thought to give it over to you. And so many times that I was a student by Rev Berkowitz and others where guys would jump up and Berkowitz is like, yeah, yeah, you know, oh, and, and then he just keeps on going. And the reason why is because the thought has not been finished. The concept over here, Rabbi Yenin finishes off by telling us, I'll just say it out because we're already running uh, pretty long into this, is that the siyag for chachma because when a person remains quiet, you end up bringing in all the chachma. He tells us, keep your thought. Nobody's saying your thought is bad. But keep it at the end of it, because like he tells us many times, you'll see Rishonim and others, after you learn a Gemara, you learn to Rishonim, and you see that your question has already been answered up in that way. Similarly over here, let the shir, or the person you're speaking to, this is such a necessary tool. Let them finish their thought. Let them finish speaking. Let them finish getting across their idea. So you can hear all the values before you answer back. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.